Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on our podcast, it is time for the monthly Nerd Alerts. And now we head over to the Nerd Alert desk where Mikey has the latest nerdy stories. You're right though, we still need a theme song, but I kind of like that we're our own theme song. Yeah. Makes it more fun that Mm -hmm. way. On the Nerd Desk, let's see what I have among all my papers and paraphernalia. Shuffle, ruffle, ruffle, shuffle. Here on the top stack, just for you. I knew you were coming over, so there's some Star Wars news. As always, I put trailers up at the front because trailers are awesome, and one of the coolest trailers is both an awesome trailer and Star Wars, and it's Andor. I know. Finally coming to streaming on August 31st. Hot on the tail of all the other Star Wars stuff that we've been watching. Yeah, man. First that, impressions? Well, the, first of all, like, I don't know what was going on with the, like, Doom stuff in there. It seemed Doonish. With all the, like, that drumming? Wah, yeah, yeah. Wah, um, I'm like, what's going on right now? It was interesting to me. I was very much, I guess, just hot off of, I just saw Dune recently. Didn't, did you get those vibes from oh. the, that, whatever that wrote singing, I guess? This sub, because I watched with subtitles, they call that character in the trailer the Time Wrangler. Okay. Which sounds like a Dune title. It's yeah. Like, Summon the Time Wrangler. The worms are approaching. Interesting. Yeah, I got Dune vibes. I, was, I will say this, like, I guess I am part of, part of the crew that's like, when are we getting out of the desert as far as Star Wars TV shows <laughs> right. go? Not, not as a complaint. But like no, Mando Desert, Book of Boba Fett Desert, Obi-Wan still kind of desert. Yeah, This no, was a breath no. of fresh air. Yeah. It's just like we get to see Empire people again. We get to see like native sort of living off the land rebels yeah. in forests yeah. and stuff like that. We're back in the uh, Rogue One era where I guess that's a good era because that's the least complained about Disney Star Wars property. It's true. Rogue One. But again, I uh, I'm excited to see it, I guess. We'll talk about Obi-Wan when that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm tentative, but all this stuff's coming from different people, so you never know what you're going to get when it comes out. But the, the thing, we've been talking about telling the same stories, and I know we do reassumption reboodles and stuff, Yeah, and it's neat. I'm glad they're kind of expanding on this character because we would like to see more of the Rogue One characters, but spoiler alert for a movie that came out a long time ago, they killed them all. <laughs> we uh, know where this ends yeah. up. Yeah. So... Uh, you have to go back to make a prequel again to see what happened with any of those characters. But again, we're still, there's so much other stuff you could do in Star Wars. There's sticking around the same time period. I get you. The time frame. They're filling in the gaps. But, and yep. do we need those filled in anymore? There's so much stuff even before the prequels that you can have fun with. Mm-hmm. There's so much time in between, like the end, well, then the Mando times that is right after, but you're still having to grab Luke and do face youngifying and stuff like that. Yep. Do you go ahead and how far do you want to go towards the sequels? Do you think it's more of a now the creators that are making these things are the people that are like you that grew up, Mm -hmm. like were raised on Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this people retreading similar ground because they're playing with their favorite toys? 
Or is it playing it safe for an audience and not getting too far out of the what's known and unknown? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know what the thinking is behind that. But there's a way that you could kind of repair some of the stuff that people don't like about the sequels by explaining (laughs) things that were in there that didn't make any sense because no one knew what was going on. Or tell a good enough story that your audience will trust you. Like they know it's Star Wars, but it can go anywhere. Because there's a lot of stuff that was in books that were written for the sequels that nobody read those books except super Star Wars nerds like some of us. And that was stuff that got thrown thrown away, quote unquote, with the banhammer, right? So, or, no, no, no. It was the stuff that was done in. for the oh, sequels. Okay. Gotcha. Like there was a the whole. I think Chuck Wendig did all those books, and those like explained like what the heck that crazy weapon that they used that blew up the planets, like the hyperspace cannon, yep. that no one knew what the heck was going on. It didn't make any sense in the movie. But if you read the books, you knew what was happening. And that's not the greatest way to tell a story. I get it. But, I mean, there's stuff you can do there. I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do. I mean, I liked Rogue One. I like that character. Mm-hmm. It might be cool to see what happens. Oh, Diego Luna playing Andor. Yeah. He, he's great. He fits the world. He's got great charisma. Mm-hmm. It is the, like you said, it is a fun time period because it is the Empire sort of just starting and the Rebellion sort of getting its feet going. Yeah, and that's the thing that kind of worries me because I watch so much Star Wars stuff that I've seen the, like Rebels was about the birth of the Rebellion. I get it. And I've seen that. And this is kind of about the birth of Rebellion. And they kind of do that. They're doing it again and again, (laughs) you know. It does seem like there's a majority new cast of characters for this yeah. one, but I get, I totally get what you're saying. So I mean, um, I'll watch it, of course. I will as well. And looking at the slate ahead, Andor is the next one to come out. It's the next one on the schedule. Uh, it's going to be followed by Bad Batch Season 2, Mando mm-hmm. Season 3, and Ahsoka. Again, stuff we already kind of know. Yeah. Ahsoka less, though. Yeah, Ahsoka's the one that's interesting to me because that is something that's very different. Yep. Uh, I know it's stuff from the animated series. Series? Series? What's plural for series? Siri? I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's series can be singular and plural. Interesting. Yeah. Sirium. <laughs> Where's Scott? He's the English major. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's going to be neat to see that, the Ahsoka thing, because there's a lot to be played with. There's a lot of where did Ahsoka go? What was Ahsoka doing? Mm-hmm. Type stuff. I guess kind of what they did with Obi-Wan, sort of like where did he go? What was he doing? Exactly. Apparently all kinds of stuff. But what's interesting is after Ahsoka, I think it's not, I don't want to say it's them running out of things to do because it's Star Wars, you can do anything. Yeah. But once we hit that Ahsoka threshold, it is going to be like Taika Waititi's movies mm-hmm. that they're giving him, sounds like free reign on, you know? It, w- it would be really neat. It's a giant, humongous galaxy. Yes. And there's so much that you can do. And they kind of just scratch the surface with Book of Boba Fett about like the underworld stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that you, you can tell whole stories without even involving the Empire or the First Order or any of those bad guy stuff mm-hmm. because there's so much going on in there. I guess, they, of course, there's, these properties are trying to make money. I get it. But we've been around long enough that we went through the era of the extended universe books and the comic books and We've seen stories told that had nothing to do with any of the movies. I got you. Other than the fact that it's in the Star Wars. I got you. It's in the world. Like the Dark Horse comic Tales of the Jedi. 
mm-hmm. was like one of my f- most favorite Star Wars properties ever. You have mentioned it, yeah. And that is about before the prequels. There's just the Jedi going around doing stuff, and it was always it was just about a Jedi <laughs> doing doing something. And was it like Old Republic times, or not even that? Yeah, I guess. I guess that's what it would be. Okay, around then, maybe a little bit after, but. Yeah, there's there's all that stuff that can be played with there, and I mm. I don't know why they're not. I guess they will eventually, but it seems like I don't know if they're afraid of it. But I don't think they should be because the whole thing is the thing that we kind of complain about is that oh everybody's a Jedi. Yeah. Well, if you want to make everybody a Jedi, go back to the time when everybody was a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. When there's tons of Jedi running around before the Emperor took over and all that kind of stuff. There you go. There's so much cool stories to be told. You can do all that whole samurai movie, the seven samurai type stuff. Oh, that's true. With like seven Jedi. Or if everybody's a Jedi, tell stories about the weird Jedi that made mistakes or did stuff wrong Mm -hmm. and get into the nitty gritty. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They do that kind of in the Star Wars animes that they did. Yeah, yeah. That they put on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Those were all original stories that didn't really have anything to do with anything. As a matter of fact, I think they're not canon, quote unquote. Gotcha. Which, who cares? Some of those were terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's the kind of stuff, I guess that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. I don't care if it's canon or not. <laughs> Show me cool stories. I got you. With Jedi running around. Oh, all day. Yeah. Unless everybody's a Jedi, then boo. No, I'm just kidding. Just teasing. <laughs> and then the final tidbit in the, the sort of Star Wars roundup is that uh, it's been confirmed that at some point in the future, Lando will be coming back. Yes, it's a what? character really? we already know, but Donald Glover says he's on board to do Lando again at some point. Oh, well, that's just him saying he'd want to do it. But but, it, but that's enough because he's the kind of guy who would... He, he takes his work seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that's why I'm talk- I'm excited for more for Don- more Donald Glover than Lando specifically. Yeah, but yeah. young Lando, yeah. he can go anywhere. No, oh, yeah, he can be in any kind of story. So for sure, because there's so much mystery about Lando's backstory. Really, we See? don't. We got that little bit in Solo. That's a good example. That is one of the characters that would get used a lot in mm-hmm. the extended universe stuff back from like the 80s and 90s and stuff that we I, ate up because it. it was fun to play with because you could do lots of things and not mess up any continuity. There's a whole Lando arc in Battlefront that was great. Awesome. It was super fun. That, that's the kind of stuff. Like I said, there's a huge slate. They aren't running out of Star Wars anytime soon, but now we know Lando is getting slotted in there somewhere. Cool. Sounds good. Outside of the space world, I kind of called this a couple mm. nerd alerts ago. But uh, we're getting more fantasy stuff. Like fantasy is getting a cool resurgence because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've had the we've had the Lord of the Rings and we've had the Harry Potters. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting the offshoots. But one of my favorite offshoots is Willow. Yes. And they just dropped the trailer for. Yes, they it's, did. It's not Willow reboot. It's not Willow remake. It's Willow sequel. Yes. Oh, so cool. I know. Ah, uh, that trailer looks good. It looks great. <laughs> I'm I'm on board. I mean, how can you not love more? And he's got like magical powers. Well, he was he had magic before, but now it looks like he knows how to use it. Use he's got it. a wizard staff. Yeah, he's got like a glowy staff That's and good. stuff. Oh, it's but that wand is back. There's creepy masks again. Yeah. There's a nice little high five with the Lilliputian little tiny people. Mm-hmm. I forget what they were called in Willow, but those were some of my favorite, mm-hmm. the little rat guys. But for all they show us and for all they're hitting that they're doing Willow right this time, doesn't seem like I know where it's going other than it looks like Warwick Davis is putting together his own fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell what's going on, but apparently the the child has grown up now and is the ruler, and 
and some new dark force comes that coming to claim some new light. It sounds like she pulls him out of retirement. Like he's too old for this S type <laughs> it really thing. Does. That's what it seemed like to me. And I love that Warwick David still has his no nonsense willow voice. Yes. Like when he's given the, the voiceover, he's like, there's always going to be light. There's always going to be good. It's not like. That was that's that was great, and that's kind of interesting. Uh, now that you mentioned that, I didn't even think about that. But he he is putting on a voice. Yes, that's not Warwick Davis's regular voice. And if you watch any of his comedy shows, yeah, no. yeah, and I, <laughs> and I didn't even think about that. But you're right. That's Willow's voice, not Warwick Davis's voice. Now Willow's always been like a like a Bilbo. He's like, I don't want to do this. I'm sitting at, like, leave me alone. This is somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. I'm this person. No. Like, okay, fine. That's grump, what it, grump, grump. Yeah, that's what it seems like again. I, I like it. It should be fun. Uh, but it's got all the classics. There's there's monsters, there's creatures, there's swords, there's cool forests. Mm-hmm. It's got the perfect dash of Lord of the Rings. It looks just as fun as the first Willow was because mm-hmm. Willow is its own thing and uh, totally. seems like they're giving me more of it. I'm excited too. I, would you call Willow underrated? Uh, I think the people, well... Underrated, not necessarily, because the people that have seen it love it. I don't yeah. know too many people that don't like it, so maybe just uh, not as well known. Is it a cult? I film? would say so. Yeah, it's especially a cult now that it's been like because that was the eighties. Mm-hmm. Have your kids seen Willow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, well, how could I not show them Willow? <laughs> I was gonna slap you on the hand. No, no, yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to show those things to kids because I mean that's a kids' movie, really. Yeah. Once, once they get to a certain age, you got to show them Princess Bride. You got to show them Willow. <laughs> Oh, that's a great double feature. Yeah, that is a great double feature. They both have the similar giant dog rat things. <laughs> a rodent of unusual size. Yeah. A roost. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but New Willow is coming to streaming November 30th on Disney+. Plus. Mm, I'm excited. And done by Lucasfilm, so good to see it keeps under the same house and creators. That's always mm-hmm. a good sign. A couple more tidbits on the rise of more medieval stuff. We have mentioned that uh, Game of Thrones is not going away anytime soon. Yep. But now we got our first look at the first show that's coming, and that's House of the Dragon for HBO Max. House of the Dragon. It's coming August 21st. It's going to be 10 episodes, and I don't know. I'm kind of hesitantly excited, but really guarded because of how they ended it for the OG Game of Thrones. Well, this is a before. Yes. And nothing was ever written. True. Which is kind of how Game of Thrones ended up anyway, because that <laughs> guy will never finish the book. And it's about the How f- many times are we going to say that? We are going to be on our like 500th episode and still being like, is he ever going to finish that book? And what if he's done, but he just refuses to put it out? In, like it'll be posthumous, like it's in his will. Put it out after I'm dead. I, it's a possibility. That'd be crazy. Just to not have to deal with the expectation. Yeah. Be like, it's like, when are you going to finish, George? And he's like, nerd, I finished like five years ago. <laughs> Sit there and sit, sit there and sweat. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. You could be right. I don't know how that guy is. Look how plot. Look how many plots and twists he comes up with in this book. Yeah, you know he's got to do some of that stuff in his real life. It's, it's it's quite possible. It's interesting when these properties get like I assume they I assume obviously obviously they've bought the rights for his world. Yes, from him, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, we're just gonna do stuff now. And it's like, okay, and he just gives cash and checks. It's interesting to me because there's literally two types of creators. You know, there's the ones who like vehemently hold on to their creation. Oh, this is my baby and nobody else can have it. Yeah, nobody else can have it. Or I'm very selective of who gets to play in my world. Mm -hmm. And then there's the the Jim Davises of the world who just sell everything. There's a Bill Watterson and a Jim Davis. 
Hey, cartoons. <laughs> comic strip artists. Yeah, comic strip artist references. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. That's a really good point. It is a really good point. And half the reason I love Bill Watterson is because he was like that. He was just like, I'm going to be a hermit. I'm going to make my own thing. Yeah. Nobody like. For those of you who don't know, Jim Davis, <laughs> Jim Davis did Garfield. Yes. And Gar- he totally sold out. He hasn't drawn a Garfield strip in I don't know how many years. Fair enough. There's a team that draws it. And, of course, you see Garfield everywhere. He made most of his money when they were sticking those Garfields on windows. Yeah, all the merchandising. Yeah, all the merchandising. And then Bill Watterson did Calvin and Hobbes, one of the greatest comic strips of all time. Full stop. And when it started getting huge and they wanted to market it, he was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he just ghosted. Yeah. He went away. A guy who never even did interviews, there's not any pictures of him, really. The only thing we have, the only thing I've ever seen is a description from one person interviewed him who said that he looks like Calvin's dad. Yeah. There's like one newspaper, like local hometown newspaper photo of him that exists from like the 80s, 90s. Yeah. And I think he gave one commencement speech at a college. Yeah. Like, I guess that he went to, but that's all I've ever heard. I know, right? I mean, you see the Calvin stickers, Calvin peeing on stuff. Yeah, but that's not, he, that, those are bootleg. bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And though, that though, that's my point. There's two type of creators. There's yes. there's ones who are like, oh, yeah, give me, give me the money. <laughs> uh, and then there's other ones who are like, nope. This is art. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, very. By the way, everyone, we're the Jim Davis type of creators. If you're out there and want to give us money. <laughs> we're a nice pairing of both of them. <laughs> you can give your money to Kevin. And I'll just sit there grumpy. Like, you're messing with my characters. <laughs> oh, but we'll jump to this and we can we can pop around a little bit. But speaking of creators taking it under their own helm and doing the thing that they want to, and speaking of George R. R. Martin, George has signed off because Kit Harrington came and met with him. Okay. Kit Harrington brought his own team of writers and creators, mm-hmm. and he's making his own Game of Thrones show with George's blessing. Really? Kit wants to be Jon Snow again. Oh. And he's making a Jon Snow spinoff. Oh, wow. All by his own, like, with his ideas and of his own creation. Wow, that's interesting. It is. Where did, where did we leave off the Jon Snow? I don't even remember. Uh, in the last and final season, spoiler alert, uh, Jon Snow discovered that he was a Targaryen. Right. Which is what House of the Dragon is the prequel about. He's just half, though, right? Yes. That's why he doesn't have white hair. Yep. But he is a potential heir to the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the series finale, he was exiled from Westeros and journeyed north of the Wall with the Wildlings to leave his old life behind. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he could go anywhere. Yeah, he could go anywhere. He could go across the seas. He's not afraid of water like some of those characters are. No. <laughs> That's interesting. All of his friends are excited for him. None have really confirmed that they're like in it or on board. Uh, Maisie Williams said go for it. Sophie Turner said yes. Gwendolyn Christie was a big proponent. It's like she's so excited to just see how it goes because she loves Kit Harrington. Mm. The one naysayer that still wished him well uh, was Amelia Clark. She's, oh, yeah. She's got so much other stuff going on. <laughs> Plus her character died, so. Yeah. But she was like, I hope he does it well. I wish him the best, but leave me out of it. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I get that, too. But, again, she's got so much stuff, other stuff going on. We'll see. I mean, there's plenty of people in that show who would probably be willing to join him to do stuff. I got I'm you. I'm sure. I mean, really, you only need the wildlings. Are any of them, were any of them even alive? Any of the big ones left over? Didn't everybody die pretty much? Pretty much. <laughs> I think that... Torbird, the red-haired, mm-hmm. the, I think he's still around. Really? That'd be awesome. I think he's still looking for his big lady, but I don't know. It'd be funny to have like a buddy show <laughs> with those two guys. A buddy cop movie, but it's in the, the wild north above <laughs> the wall. I'd watch it. I'd watch that too. 
but it's just now in toxic production. It's gotten George R. R. Martin's blessing. He's going to hang around to help out. So if you want Game of Thrones, the next one coming out is, like I said, House of the Dragon. It is about the Targaryens, who are one of the more badass families in that whole world. Mm-hmm. And we kind of got to see how they got their evil reputation, because they were they were known for getting up to stuff, and nobody knows those tales. So Evil Doctor Who. Oh, that's, that's my one nitpick. I can't see Matt Smith as anything but a Muppet. Like I love oh, Matt A Muppet? Smith. That's what he looks like. And he's so great in Doctor Who because he's so whimsical and he's so happy. Now he's in Game of Thrones and I'm like, this is a, my brain doesn't put mm-hmm. these two pieces together. I'm happy to see it, but my brain goes, Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, yeah, we'll see. Maybe he can break that for you. Because there are some faces like that. There are some people like that who are able to break it. Yes. Every Tom Hanks I, this thing I see for the first few minutes, I'm like, Tom Hanks. And mm-hmm. then he is so awesome that I forget he's Tom Hanks. Yeah. There's also, I don't recognize a lot of the people in that. Like, it looks like they got new people. I don't know who that other, the Targaryen girl is. Mm-mm. Most of these are fresh faces. Yeah. Matt, I would say Matt Smith is the biggest name on the bill. Okay. So. Interesting. And he makes a great Doctor Who. Like, he's great at carrying emotions and gravitas, mm-hmm. you know, and not just being silly, but it's so funny. I was like, I forgot he was, until I was watching the trailer, I forgot he was in this. And I was like, holy crap, Doctor Who. <laughs> If it turns into a crossover between Game of Thrones and Doctor Who, oh. maybe that maybe that's what it is. Maybe he is Doctor Who. Oh. He's a Time Lord after all. I know they'll never do that, but a good chunk of me would love that just for them to be like, guess what? It's Doctor Who now, and yeah. everybody watching it's like, what are you doing? He gets like he gets like sliced in half, and there's two hearts, <laughs> and a weird medieval phone booth comes down. <laughs> a medieval. Yeah, it's got like dragon heads on it. It still says police box, but it's it's definitely like ancient times. I know it doesn't change in time, but you got to fit the show. <laughs> okay, here's a, here's a weird nerd alert, but this fascinates me. Mm. So we grew we grew up with in the movie times of for some reason there was a weird coincidence like a big movie would come out like Armageddon, and okay. then there'd be Deep Impact like yeah, yeah, yeah. six months later. Yeah. yeah. I think Deep Blue Ocean was one. And yeah, yeah. Then there's like two ocean movies or underwater or whatever. Two movies. sharks, yep. Two yeah, snake two shark movies. movies. Yeah, there was like Anaconda and then some other one. Yeah. It's happening again. Really? This year, we're getting two Pinocchios. Wasn't there a meme going around? The Polly Shore Pinocchio? There's a Pinocchio animated show. Okay. Or movie where Pinocchio is... Voiced by Polly Shore. That's hilarious. And it got internet traction because of how like crappy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whether it's good, whether I'm good or bad, at least you heard of me. It's that kind of no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, I think it's because part of it was the animation was kind of subpar, and the second part of it was that Pinocchio talked like <laughs> you know <laughs> Pinocchio's the, checking the visa. <laughs> Hey, Geppetto. See, now that you say that, I am curious, so I probably will watch at least a little bit mm-hmm. of it. That's so funny, though. No, the last Pinocchio I remember, they did one with Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement, like, oh, yeah. years ago. And, like, Pinocchio is a, a fairy tale that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. It is one of Disney's big, biggest movies. But so that means that Pinocchio must be just available. Even Disney wasn't able to lock it up. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it probably... Yeah, it's way past public domain. I'm sure it's public domain. But Disney seems to be able to make that go away. I got you. I don't know how they do that, but sometimes they seem to be able to do that. Well, Disney is taking one of these. Oh, really? Okay. So Disney's still holding some sort of claim. Let me guess. What are you going to guess? Live action Pinocchio. It is it is a hybrid of live action and CGI, like, well, of course. like Lion King, Aladdin, The Beauty and the Beast. It's it's gonna fit into that sort of 
genre that they've been shooting for. Do something new, Disney. Walt Disney never <laughs> rehashed stuff. Walt Disney made new stuff all the time. That was the brilliance of Walt Disney. He kept making new stuff. Here's the silver lining for the Disney version. Mm. Robert Zemeckis is, oh, is okay, the well. head dude. So okay, that's what caught my eye. I was like, oh, Zemeckis, Pinocchio, okay. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they'll keep it true to the original Disney animated yeah. movie. They say it's going to be a musical. You'll be so. wishing upon a star. But even still. Wait, uh, the original wasn't a musical, was it? I got no strings. Like, it's Oh, not, yeah, you're right. It's it does a have songs in it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I forget, I forget that almost all Disney stuff are musicals. At least at least for two or three songs. Yeah. I don't imagine they'll stray too far from that formula, though. Mm-hmm. But the original Pinocchio scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Like when they were turning into donkeys and getting oh, yeah, sick yeah. off cigars and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little kid. I was like, oh, he's a bad boy. Yeah. But the competing Pinocchio. Uh-huh. Is by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, wow. Can you find two different? Exactly. Yeah. You think the old Disney one was scary. I can only imagine what Guillermo del Toro is going to do with Pinocchio. And reportedly, he's going back to the original OG fairy tale source material. Okay, there you go. Where Jimmy the Cricket dies. Yeah. And comes back, but dies. And Uh. Pinocchio runs away and doesn't like Geppetto. And Uh. he's a real bad boy. Yeah. And he goes on a weird puppet spree. (laughs) Yeah. But pair that up with Guillermo del Toro, and you get Pan's Labyrinth again. And yeah. I love Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. His is going to be animated, and it, the style reminds me of Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. So very stylized, very mm-hmm. dark, very del Toro. Kubo was good. Kubo was great. Yeah. Did you ever watch Fairy Tale Theater? Uh, not recalling the name, but okay. give me a piece. Well, I mean, you might be too young for it, but yeah. late 70s, early 80s, there was a thing called Fairy Tale Theater. Okay. I believe it might have been on PBS, but it'd be something that the teachers would pull out in elementary school and stuff. And we actually have the DVD box set at my house that <laughs> awesome. we used to show the boys. And it's all like late 70s and early 80s actors who you know doing fairy tale stories. Cool. And I mean, it's got like Robin Williams and, and the, the like early on stuff. And the reason why I bring this up is yep. the Pinocchio is played by Paul Rubens. Oh, fun. Pee-wee like Herman. pre-Pee-wee Herman. So it's young Paul Rubens playing Pinocchio. But they're actually acting it out and doing scenes and not yep. just like, it's not like a reading rainbow. No, nope, no, nope. okay. they're acting it out. It's a it's live action. That sounds like my kind of rabbit hole. Yeah, Shelley Duvall was the host of Fairy Tale Theater. Oh, cool. I like Shelley Duvall. And, and it, it's that era, it's that turn of the 80s era. So it had, like I said, it had Robin Williams in it and... Gene Stapleton from All in the Family. Oh, yeah, yeah. A young Matthew Broderick. <laughs> um, War Games Matthew Broderick? Jennifer Beals. Bernadette Peters is in that. Nice. It's like all the... I think there's a one with Jeff Goldblum in it. Young <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. It's like, it's like people who are also on those game shows <laughs> at that era, too. That's awesome. So, yeah. Maybe I'll bring the box set by. If you do, I will. I was going to go try and find the rabbit hole myself, but if you get the DVDs, I, I can stick those in as well because I love that old classic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. I think there's. I think the three little pigs, I think the mom pig is that actress who plays uh, Ray Romano's mom. Everybody <laughs> loves Raymond. Ma! Yeah. I know her name's not Deborah because that's the way. <laughs> Deborah, put the cookie down. <laughs> Deborah. Oh, everybody loves Raymond. That's such a fun voice to do. Mm-hmm. Even if you're bad at it, give it a shot yeah. right now. That's a good time. Just go, Deborah. <laughs> but uh, to wind up the Pinocchio news, go see them both. 
Zemeckis is coming in September this year, and Del Toro is coming in December. So oh. maybe early bird gets the worm. I don't think so. I'm so excited for the Del Toro creepy I know, version. Right? You know it's going to be creepy. I hope so. Yeah. But what won't be creepy, apparently according to producer Chris Melendandry, the producer of the new Mario movie that's coming out that oh. got delayed from the end of this year to spring next year, mm-hmm. he, he actually took it to himself to get on the internet and reassure people that Chris Pratt's voice is good. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a great Mario. Oh my gosh. And then one little tidbit about it that's hilarious is like, I'm Italian American, and apparently people are finding it offensive to Italian Americans, but it's not the case. Chris Pratt is going to do a great job. I'm Italian American too. So now you get to be the judge? Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> I know I shouldn't speak for all Italian Americans, but other people get to speak for it, and they're the only people I can speak for. There you go. So I'm gonna. I think generally Italian Americans. Say, forget about it. Then we don't really care. Gabagool. I mean, how many, like our favorite movies are like Goodfellas and Godfather. Those are, what are those people doing in those movies? I mean, come on. Who cares about this little cartoon? It's a little, it's a little cartoon plumber. Yeah, I mean, Al Pacino has a career making (laughs) like crazy noises and being loud. And you're like, oh, he's a perfect Italian. (laughs) Uh, Just entertain me. But Gosh. apparently you don't have to worry because Chris Pratt is doing a good job. Yeah. I don't know if that settles if it's enough to settle the debate, but the headline made me giggle, so I had to put it in here to further the Italian stereotype. Isn't someone also doing Luigi who's not Italian? There is going to be a Luigi, and it's one of your favorites, Charlie Day from oh. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know if he's Italian or not. You can't always tell. My name doesn't sound Italian because it's on my mom's side. So That's true. You know, You never know. But Charlie Day, even if it's not Italian, he'll have fun with it. Sure. Being the cast-off green brother. I got no problem. (laughs) And other than Luigi and Mario, you also got Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, and I love her, so I don't know. I'm super curious. It might be a train wreck, but sometimes train wrecks are fun. I will see. I mean, he did a good job in the Lego movie. We'll see. Lego movie was great. Absolutely. Backs it up. I wonder if it's that people want him to talk like he has an Italian accent, so they wanted to get... An Italian Maybe. person in there. Yep. But the problem is, is that Italian people don't even sound like that. Because that's a caricature of the Italian accent. That's New York Italian. It's not even New York Italian. Oh, it's true. like, you know, eat a me, I'm out You know, they don't, act like a real Italian guy, like if you found a real Italian actor. Yes. And had him do that read, it wouldn't sound like that. Because they... I get you. It would, they would have to. It's a caricature. It's the, the real Italian people don't sound like that. It's, they sound, especially an actor, was how much smoother. It'd be like yes. it'd be like Mario's trying to romance you or something. <laughs> Princess Peach, you're looking so good. <laughs> See, that's a that's a stereotype accent. You know? I could do it. <laughs> I'd be the offensive option, though. Yeah. Like, also, why be mad about a character that maybe we know has seven phrases? Yeah knows 12 words I know. like what are you expecting he's gonna go Wahoo! probably <laughs> but i don't know other than that unless literally chris pratt the whole time is like hey what's <laughs> going on he sounds like the pizza guy in the simpsons oh there you go <laughs> again not offensive that's hilarious to me yeah maybe that's what the producer made him do and that's why he's so sure of this decision but time will tell we'll have to see it to believe it uh, some final tidbits. Uh, bouncing around the internet are a whole bunch of set pics and images from the Barbie movie. What? I know I talked about this. It's ridiculous. What? But we're on video games and toys. Margot Robbie is, is Barbie and Ryan Gosling is Ken. <laughs> 
And it looks like I had no desire for this movie when it was announced. But the more I see of it, it's like, are they going weird? Is this bizarro Barbie? Like, what are they doing? It's so strange because they had a whole Barbie arc in the Toy Story stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was actually funny. It's and, a good character. And, and good. Mm-hmm. Especially Ken. He was awesome. Yeah. And that's kind of <laughs> like I such a this the statement before it came out of my mouth is the <laughs> dumbest statement. Go for it. That's how I want to see my Barbie. There you go. Like in, in a toy movie. Like in a toy. And as a toy. But making Barbie a human is so bizarre. I did see some of the pictures and it I don't know if this is just from a dream sequence or if the whole movie, but it literally looks like that dumb Barbie girl video. The aqua I'm a Barbie girl. Yeah. yeah it, exactly. And I think that's gonna be the whole world. That is weird because I originally thought that what they were going to do when I first heard about this, I thought they were going to do a thing where it's like, not that I would even like that. They can do whatever they want. But (laughs) I thought what they were going to do is literally just be like, put the Barbie skin over the story of some like strong, successful woman doing the, you know, the things that Barbie's supposed to do, you know, because I worked at Toys R Us, the Barbie aisle was this whole deal. And they made, they had all these different profession Barbies and they had Barbie and Dr. Barbie. They even had like astronaut Barbie. So I didn't know if they were just going to be like, uh, you know, here's a story of this woman who's beautiful and successful and going through her life, and it's a romantic comedy. She meets some guy named Ken, yeah, and that's it. And it's just it'd be more like legally blonde for sure. I could totally see that. But vibe. her name's Barbie. Yeah, she's a lawyer, and no one takes her seriously because she's pretty and blonde. That is legally blonde, but it's, that's what I thought they were gonna do, literally. But then when I saw these pictures, I'm like, what is happening right now? Add to that that the rumor mill is saying that they're taking some cues from the Truman Show, the Jim oh, Carrey movie. What? Where she has to, apparently, the fourth Uh wall breaks for Barbie. What? And that's where the conflict might be coming from. Speculation. Weird. But I've heard it more than once. Hmm. So, if it's twisted. Weird. I have no idea. Okay. Now I'm actually interested. (laughs) Not go to the theater interested. No. (laughs) Uh, Watch it when it's free on the the streaming weekend. The only other sad tidbit is, speaking of the Aqua song, I'm a Barbie Girl, Mm -hmm. uh, the creative team behind the movie has said they have not licensed that song and will not include it in the movie. That's to everybody's disappointment. No, well. Seems like it would fit so well, because like you're saying, the movie looks like that music video. Uh, Some sequels are coming in the works. Director Todd Phillips has confirmed that he's working with Joaquin Phoenix again on Joker. Oh, okay. Joker 2. Did you see the first Joker? Yes. Did you enjoy the first Joker? It was... Rough thumbs up, thumbs down. Or however you want (laughs) to... We might need to assume it. There you go. Uh, no, yeah, it, it's kind of falls in the uh, the anti-hero pantheon. Mm-hmm. The interesting kind of like Walter Whitey type. Absolutely. It's like, why am I rooting for him right now? No, he did a really good job. Joaquin Phoenix is one of those guys, though. Is I think I've been poisoned by how weird he is. Yeah. It, like away from the set. And sometimes I have that trouble, like you're having trouble going like, that's Doctor Who. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the guy who was really weird on David Letterman, <laughs> you know? He had the beard and sunglasses and he didn't answer any questions. Yeah. yeah. But I do, I also really like him in a lot of ways. And then, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where I love how like he doesn't like answering questions and has no time for anybody. Yep. Like after that Oscar thing, that I like watching that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, I feel so sad for him because he talks about like, his brother dying is why he's so weird now. I believe it. River Phoenix. You, yeah. For sure. And you're like, so I root for the guy. Maybe that's why I liked it 
Did you like it, or was I, it too dark for you? No, I liked it. Um, it it caught the internet by storm, and so it had a whole lot of buzz and noise around yeah. it after the fact. I, you know, I, for the movie itself, enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Love the dancing on the stairs to Gary Glitter, mm-hmm. like hilarious choice. But I'm fascinated by uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Like I loved him in Signs. Mm-hmm. He's like a Daniel Day Lewis. He's me. really good. he's a really good actor for yeah. sure. Yeah. And you put him in a different spot, and he'll bring his own take on it. And he might be a little weird in real life. Yeah. But so is Daniel Day Lewis. So I it's mean, true. I have a feeling that as he ages, he's gonna morph into a Jeff Goldblum. I can see that because Jeff Goldblum is is delightfully weird. <laughs> he's like wonderful now. Yes. I mean, I guess he's always been like that, but. I just don't like, I guess, pre-internet, you don't get too much of how Jeff Goldblum yeah, was that's outside true. as a young Jeff Goldblum. That's true. Maybe You're he was right. a total jerk. He might have been. Who knows? Maybe it was a Chevy Chase. No. But he's great. Some some of my favorite stuff, and this gets a full pizza for me, everybody. We don't have to assume it. Uh-oh. But just find Conan O'Brien and Jeff Goldblum doing stuff together. <laughs> they just had a recent episode, yeah. Yeah, they did a podcast together, but just watch the clips or the full visits of him on all of Conan's there you go. Iterations. The two of them together it just gives me happy tummy. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> happy tummy for a happy pizza. <laughs> Full eight slices. I love it. Uh, the loose title, or the current title, because uh, Todd Phillips posted a picture of it on his Instagram, is Joker. Folia do. Do you know what folia do is? Folia do? Mm-hmm. Like much ado about nothing? No, French. Or f- goodbye. Adieu. No, I don't know what that means in French. Uh, it roughly translates to shared madness, oh, which is okay. apparently a concept. Uh, when people live together, families, roommates, and they have similar mental illnesses, they all sort of make each other go extra crazy. Oh, nice. I think this is a hint that we're getting uh, Todd Phillips' version of Harley Quinn. Okay. Or maybe it's just uh, Joker starts a cult. Who knows? Be like, come sharing my madness. But I like that little hint at it. Do you know where the Joker is in the canon of the Pantheon? Is it totally separate from the Batterson one and totally separate from the, the other Batman? As far as I know, um, it might have it might fit in with the like Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah. Lu- no, because they had Jared Leto. I think the Todd Phillips is like his own thing. I don't even think it's under the umbrella of the DCU, but that's off the top of the dome. Yeah, and it's interesting because Batman and the Joker are like peanut butter and jelly. That's it. But even the the Battenson one is getting its own Joker, the dude from yeah, I know. Eternals. I know. So I think it's Todd Phillips just going his own way. Hmm. It's interesting. I kind of I think DC is starting to get it now. Yeah, yeah. And I th- it's interesting. It almost seems like they're going with the actual comic book model. Yeah. Of like, there's three different series of the same character. Yeah. Let this writer happening, creator take a crack happening at it. Cur- concurrently. Yeah, yeah. That's a smart way to do it because. The Joker and the Batterson have been really decent. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that and Batman was so good. They've done a, you know, we've talked about it many times, how they do a bad job of just, let's take action movie and put Aquaman in it. Or <laughs> what, you know. Well, you said two things that are tying into the point I'm going to make next. Okay. One of them is Aquaman, and you mentioned Conan earlier, but I'm talking about a different Conan. Oh, the Barbarian? The Barbarian. Yeah, there's only two Conans. Yes. The <laughs> red-headed crazy guy and the Barbarian. And the Arnold Schwarzenegger. But this is comic book news. Uh, apparently, the Conan license has been sort of not in flux, but un- unproductive and mm-hmm. sort of just locked down. A British publishing company called Titan Comics, who oh, have done... yeah. Uh, Doctor Who, Cowboy Bebop comics, Blade Runner comics. They have sort of a history of established properties, mm-hmm. but 
They recently acquired the whole Conan license from Heroic Signature, who was the last people to have it with the approval of the Robert E. Howard estate. Okay. So now this is like a joint decision that Titan now gets all the cool Conan stuff in the literature literature sense. Comic books, graphic novels, omnibuses, books. That's cool. I've heard of Titan before. That other one, I never heard of them before in my life. And I think that's why you don't hear or don't see too much Conan stuff around. But, yes, I'm excited for more Conan comics and more Conan books, but just a Conan resurgence in general that I read that, and I'm like, that's a perfect time for it. It's like, your what, fantasy, the fantasy thing you're what promoting. A, what a whatever. great... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Predicting? Yeah. yeah. The prognosticating? The soothsaying. The soothsaying. <laughs> for speaking about Conan. But I think that's a prime character to bring back, and you could if they go beyond books and everything, TV shows. Mm-hmm. I think that's a character that would have a great resurgence. The last Conan we saw was Legendary Journeys, right? Exactly. Disappointed. But what if you did it Witcher style now? No, yeah, uh, it would be great. I mean, Conan is a great character. You know what? It would be, yeah, it would be really nice to see them do what's actually in the books, which they've never done live action. Never. The books are way different than any of the versions that ever happened. Yeah, because he's almost like a, a an evil knight errant in that he, like, stumbles into bad fortune and yeah. has to like either fight or magic or seduce his way out of it. Yeah, for sure. It does seem like a good time that with streaming and everything and with the way The Witcher can go, the way Game of Thrones can go, you can actually go there now. I exactly. think that's the problem is that the other times they've made Conan before, mm-hmm. I don't think audiences were ready for what happens in those books. <laughs> yeah, you know? I get you. It'd be cool though. But you also said Aquaman. So in my dreaming of a uh, TV show coming to fruition of Conan the Barbarian, I think he'd make a really great one. Oh, Jason Momoa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I not mean, for not for Aquaman, for Cal Drogo. Bring that guy back. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of the closest you get to Conan in this modern era. Pretty much. Yeah. But now he has a lot more chops. Not chops, but I mean, now he's a lot more, you know, familiar. Yeah. And getting more shots. Mm-hmm. This is pure speculation, but... I, it went into my brain. I'm like, ooh, they should make that. No, yeah, that he he'd be good. When I try and think of muscle bound actors, this like him and The Rock, John Cena. <laughs> oh yeah, John Cena's out there, but John Cena, Dave Batista. Mm, I'm, oh. I'm sticking to like superheroes because those are the most jacked at the moment. But they they are, but Dave Batista, maybe he could rock it. Hmm, maybe, but I don't know if he has as much because Momoa has the the charm because Conan's supposed to ha- be kind of charming, especially sometimes. for barbarian. Yeah, yeah, interesting. He got he got the elevated charisma step. Yeah, <laughs> huh. uh, but that's it. Conan's coming in into comic books and graphic novels. Uh, Marvel did a run back in like two thousand three to two thousand eight, but mm. there's gonna be more hitting the shelves. So go to your local comic book shop and support them and get into Conan, especially if you haven't before. Go read the old books. They're old, but they hold up. They do for sure. But that's it. That's my last nerd alert. Cool. So Mikey's recommendation is go see Conan the Librarian (laughs) for your Conan the Barbarian needs. And just bring your sword and swing it for like six minutes (laughs) like Arnold did and just stand there. And that's, for those of you who don't know, there literally was a Conan the Librarian thing back in the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was like literally for like, hey, kids, read books. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Or was it a SNL thing? I don't remember. I just in the in the '80s there was some spoof Conan the Librarian. Another rabbit hole for me to I go don't search. Know who the heck did it? But I just thought of it now for the first time ever because we're talking about books and Conan. Sense memory. I'm happy to give it to you. Sense memory. <laughs>
Keep your hands over there. <laughs> it's just magic hands. <laughs> all right. That was a great Nerd Alerts, Mikey. Thank you very much Yeah, uh, for all gathering all the pop culture and nerdy news for us. Thanks for chatting up all my favorite things. Uh, we also want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please do share this podcast with your friends. Like I said, you should go ahead and grab their phone and just go ahead and subscribe on there. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, mostly Instagram because it has pictures and it's fun. Uh, we also would like you to send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week I put Mikey on the spot and I say, Mikey, how would you like them to format the Gmail? Because we're having a medieval renaissance and we're talking fairy tale theater. Right, me. Uh, 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 it sounds like a fairy tale. Just open it up like a fairy tale, but then once give me your secret opinion. Once upon a time, I <laughs> thought Conan the Librarian was a dumb idea. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> the end. Like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, we also want to thank uh, That Guy Brad for doing our announcing, Not Scott Production of our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will see you back here next week with more fun stuff. Shutting down feet. Brain games. It is now over. Oh, yeah. Just one little tidbit on that Joker sequel. It's going to be called Jokey. <laughs> Jokey? <laughs> yes. I read ahead of myself. Jokey.